Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's good, everybody? I'm Rob Stats Carrera, and welcome to SB Nation's Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. This is the show where you will find out exactly what happened in every game that was played on Sunday. But before we do, we want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's start in New England, where the Bills had a chance to make a statement and retake control of the AFC East with a win, and they knew it. Nursing a five-point lead with around four minutes to go in the game, Sean McDermott passed up a short field goal on fourth and one and decided to put the game in the hands of his best player. Josh Allen under center. Josh going to keep it himself, going to run around the left side, try to get there anyway. He's got the first down. He gets inside the 30. He is dumped by McCourty at the 26-yard line. First down, Buffalo. First down, Bills. I didn't see that one coming there. I didn't see that one coming at all. John Murphy and Eric Wood on WGR Sports Radio 550 Buffalo. Allen got the first down. The Bills would score a touchdown on that drive and ultimately beat the Patriots 33-21. The win puts Buffalo at 9-6 and and in first place in the division with tiebreakers over the Patriots and the Dolphins. Josh Allen was a monster in this game. He made several big plays on the way to 314 yards and three touchdowns. The Bills did not punt in this game, which is the first time anyone has ever done that against a Bill Belichick check coach team. New England, meanwhile, has lost two straight after their seven-game win streak and sits at 9-6 and six on the year, good for the sixth seed in the AFC. The Chargers were coming off a brutal loss to the Chiefs in overtime, but they had nothing to worry about, right? They were going up against the lowly Houston Texans. What could go wrong? Mills digs in, Burkhead in the backfield. Mills quick pass, Nico at the five, Nico in the end zone, the dagger! Touchdown, Houston! My goodness! They're going to do it! Oh, they did it all right. That's Mark Vandermeer and Andre Ware on Texans Radio, Sports Radio 610. The Chargers messed around and found out. They turned the ball over three times and were stunned by Houston, 41-29. to Now, I know what you're going to say, but stats. L.A. was missing Joey Bosa and Austin Eckler and Mike Williams and a bunch of other guys. That's no excuse. The Texans were missing 16 players due to COVID themselves, and they stink when the starters are there. This loss is a crusher for the Chargers, and it really hurts their playoff hopes. They are now 8-7 and seven on the year. That is ninth in the AFC, and they have games against Denver and Las Vegas to end the year. 
So, that Chargers loss meant the Chiefs could capture the AFC West with a win over the Steelers, and Kansas City did not miss the opportunity. They blew out Pittsburgh 36-10 and took home their sixth straight division title. This game was 14-zip in the first quarter and 23-zip at halftime. It got so bad that CBS actually cut away from the game to show kneel downs at the ends of Broncos Raiders. The win puts the Chiefs at 11-4 and and keeps them ahead of the Titans for the top seed in the AFC heading into the last two weeks of the season. Two injuries to keep an eye on for the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and safety Tyron Matthew. Edwards-Alaire left with a collarbone injury, but supposedly x-rays were negative, so we'll see. Matthew exited with a quad injury in the second half. From the Steelers' perspective, as bad as this game was, they are still 7-7-1 on the season. They can technically still win the AFC North, believe it or not. Now, they need help, but if you just went by how they played Sunday, you'd think they were a three-win team. In Cincinnati, even with a ton of Ravens missing due to injuries and COVID, the Bengals were still going to need a big day from Joe Burrow if they were going to beat Baltimore for the second time this season. I think it's safe to say Joe Burrow delivered. Burrow scrambling, throws it deep downfield. Mixon makes the catch at the 10 and goes down at the 7. He beat Anthony Levine. Burrow with the deep ball completion. And that will take Joe Burrow up and over 500 passing yards, the first quarterback in more than 50 years of Bengals football to ever do it. Dan Horde and Dave Lapham on Cincinnati's ESPN 1530, Burrow would go on to throw for 525 yards in the game, which is the fourth highest total in NFL history. And oh, by the way, he also added four touchdowns. The Bengals put it on the Ravens, 41-21. to In two games against Baltimore this year, Cincinnati has outscored their division rival 82-38 to and won both for the first time since 2015. The Bengals now lead the AFC North at 9-6. The Ravens are losing both players and games at a ridiculous rate. They came into the day with 14 players on the COVID list and Josh Johnson at quarterback. And after this loss, have now dropped four straight and five of their last seven. And if the season ended tonight, the Ravens would be out of the playoffs. Over to the NFC now, where the Rams were playing on five days rest after their game last week got moved to Tuesday due to COVID, but they were able to do just enough to edge the Vikings 30-23 at SoFi Stadium. The game was back and forth until Brandon Powell returned a punt 61 yards for a touchdown in the third quarter. That gave the Rams a 10-point lead that they would never give up. It's the fourth straight win for LA, who now clinches a playoff spot and takes over first place in the NFC West, although... Oddly enough, their win also clinches a playoff spot for the Cardinals, who lost to Indianapolis on Saturday. Shout out Justin Jefferson, by the way. He now passes Odell Beckham Jr. and sets the record for the most receiving yards in a player's first two seasons in the NFL. To the NFC South now, where the Buccaneers could clinch their first division title since 2017. All they had to do was beat the Panthers. And, spoiler alert, they didn't mess around. A week after they were shut out by the Saints, Tom Brady and company blew the doors off Carolina 32-6. The only bad news for Tampa Bay was that Shaq Barrett hurt his MCL in this one. The hope is that the injury isn't serious, but he'll get an MRI on Monday to learn more. The Panthers, meanwhile, fell to 10-21 and in two seasons under Matt Rule, and he heard it in this one. There were actually fire rule chants during the game, and he was booed as he walked off the field after the final whistle. 
In Dallas, the Cowboys actually clinched the NFC East before this game even kicked off, thanks to a strength of victory tiebreaker over the Eagles. Nonetheless, they decided to play the game anyway, but they really could have stopped after the first quarter. Dallas jumped out to a 21-0 lead in the first and never looked back demolishing Washington 56-14. The Cowboys scored just about every way you can think of. They ran one in. They passed them in. They got a pick six. They blocked a punt. They even threw a touchdown to an offensive lineman. Any way you sliced it, this was domination. According to ESPN Stats and Info, Dak Prescott became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw a touchdown to a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and an offensive lineman in the same game. Oh, by the way, he is now 24-6 and against the NFC East in his career. Sadly for Washington, this loss isn't even close to the most embarrassing thing to happen to that franchise this year. Staying in the NFC East now in Philadelphia, two things happened. The Eagles continued their strong play in the second half of the season, and the Giants continued to stink on ice. Jalen Hurts threw two touchdown passes on the day, including one to tackle Lane Johnson, and Philly rolled to a 34-10 win. The Eagles started the year 2-5, but they have won six of their last eight games. They are now the seventh seed in the NFC and could clinch a playoff berth next week with a win and a little bit of help. To snowy Seattle we go now, where the Seahawks were clinging to a 24-17 lead late in the fourth quarter. With around three minutes left in the game, Nick Foles drove the Bears 80 yards down the field and hit Jimmy Graham for a 15-yard touchdown pass that made the score 24-23 Seattle. So, did the Bears kick an extra point and pin the game on their defense? No way. Matt Nagy said, forget that. I'm going to get fired anyway. Let's go for two. So, on the conversion, Nick Foles found Demir Bird in the back of the end zone to get the two points and ultimately give the Bears the 25-24 win. This loss officially eliminates Seattle from playoff contention, and it also gives Pete Carroll the first 10-loss season of his entire Seahawks tenure. And in a note that interests only me, it was just the third snow game in Seattle since Lumen Field opened in 2002. In Las Vegas, Drew Locke and the Broncos had a 13-7 lead at halftime, but that's when Josh Jacobs went to the Raiders' coaches and asked them to put the game on his shoulders. They did. He responded with 129 yards in the game, his first 100-yard game of the season. The Raiders responded with 10 unanswered points in the second half, and they complete the comeback and beat the Broncos 17-13. That puts their record at 8-7 on the year, while the Broncos dropped to 7-8. In Atlanta, Matt Ryan threw a tie-breaking 12-yard touchdown pass to Hayden Hurst early in the fourth quarter, and the Falcons held on late to beat the Lions 20-16 and keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Detroit was threatening late, but quarterback Tim Boyle threw an interception at the Falcons' one-yard line with 33 seconds left. That obviously ended the threat. Atlanta is now 7-8 on the year. Let's give a little bit of love to Arthur Smith. He has a chance to finish with a winning record in his first season. Don't forget the Falcons were 4-2. 12 last year. I got you, Arthur. Don't worry. And finally, in New Jersey, the Jets had 20 players on the COVID list, not counting head coach Robert Sala, yet they still walked away with a 26-21 win over the Jaguars. Jacksonville had a chance to win the game late and got all the way down to the Jets' one-yard line, but they couldn't seal the deal. They fall to 2-13. and Shout out to Zach Wilson in this one. He only threw for 102 yards on the day, but he finished with 91 yards rushing, most of which came on a fantastic 52-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. Both of those, by the way, are now Jets franchise records. One other note from this one, it's not good. Jags running back James Robinson was lost early on. He has a torn Achilles tendon. 
That's going to do it for this edition of the Late Night Wrap-Up brought to you by DraftKings. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please follow the SB Nation NFL show and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Enjoy your week, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow. 